0: Welcome to another edition of the Business Brains and the Bottom Line podcast. My name is Paul D'Alegro, your host today, and my guest is Megan Dean, coming to us all the way from Copenhagen, Denmark. Welcome to the show, Megan.
1: Yeah, hey, thank you for having me.
0: You don't sound like you're from Denmark, so what's your history here? Where are you from?
1: Uh, Born in Orange County, California. Okay. My dad a Master Sergeant in the Marine Corps, so we lived in Japan, all over the states. Um, and about four years ago, almost, I moved to Copenhagen, Denmark, and um, my family's all from Texas. I had a Texas accent, and I had to lose it, because nobody can understand me when I talk like this. So oh, God.
0: I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, beautiful part of the world. I, uh, I just came back from Europe. I was in uh, Ireland, Scotland, and Italy for three weeks. So, as a matter of fact, this hat I bought in Scotland, so I'm donning it for the podcast today. Yeah, it suits you. But, well, we could go on for hours about Europe, but I think that the bigger reason why we wanted to talk is that you, you work for a company called Cloud Olive, and uh, you're a um, basically a, a SaaS provider for MSPs. So tell me a little bit about what you guys are. I, I typically try not to make these commercials right for you, but what the service you provide is pretty, pretty impressive. So what uh, Tell me a little bit about Cloud Olive, and then we'll get into the nuts and bolts of, of how you can help companies.
1: Yeah, it's actually a really cool piece of technology. So we are a billing reconciliation platform, specifically okay. for MSPs that run either ConnectWise Manage or Autotask, PSA. And we centralize every single vendor, every supplier that they resell inside our system, compare it back to what's inside the PSA, and then tell them where all of the billing Risks are to them at the moment, and then help them reconcile that very quickly.
0: Okay, so obviously, you know, anytime I see a software as a service, you're you're solving a problem. So what for these MSPs out there? What what is the problem? Like, you know, obviously, you know, they got thousands of customers. They're billing. What what's what is what was the genesis of your company starting, and what problem were they solving?
1: Yeah, so I think if I just can rewind a bit back. To- okay. Years ago, so one of my co-founders, Adam Ross, uh, him and I both used to work at Autotask and then subsequently Datto, um, but we specialize in Autotask PSA. And for many, many years, we would always be asked by our customers, like, guys, what are your other clients doing to do the billing reconciliation and deal with consumption changes from all these vendors every month? And at the time, there was literally no answer. I would cross my fingers, I'd run to the sales engineer, ask them if they had an answer, they didn't. Um, And that's just been the reality of the situation for a really long time. And I guess that problem bothered Adam so much to the fact that he now created this company three years ago. Um, And so the main reason why this challenge exists is because there's not really a set standard on how to configure the billing component of the PSA. Um, there's so many different ways, so many systems we've seen, so many different setups. And right. because of that, there's never going to be a one-way rules all. Um, a lot of people have different nuanced billing arrangements with their clients. Therefore, their system's built differently for different things. Um, so that is kind of where the core challenge exists. And yeah, and and it's a very big headache that is spread wide across the industry, um, all around the world. Like I've worked with MSPs all over North America, all over EMEA, um, and they all face this kind of core challenge when it comes to yeah. billing reconciliation.
0: I mean, I got to believe, if you've got thousands of customers, and like you hit on one point, things you know, consumption changes, things changing, your billing cycles change. Uh, what have people done in the past? Like, how do people manage that if they don't have a platform to manage it for them?
1: Yeah, so... I would say nine times out of 10, the, what I've seen in the past working for Autotask and also what I see to this day, nine times out of 10 people are living in s- spreadsheet lands. So on one screen, they have all of their vendor invoices and reports pulled up, and then they've got their mega magical spreadsheet on the other screen. And what they do is they actually just compare things and then they put all the differences down in the spreadsheet on what needs to go into the PSA. So you can imagine this is very manual. There's a lot of lines that you need to go through, a lot of vendors. You're getting invoices and data from portals, from email, from yeah. invoice, from everything. Um, so most people who I speak with and now and in the past are using spreadsheets. Um, there's also a small percentage of people that work with developers and they've actually had developers build something for them, um, which is quite cool. Um, kind of the challenge there is that's, this is a very complex complex difficult problem and it takes a long time to research this problem to, in order to even know what to build um so right. the challenge with these kind of custom developed things are they solve maybe 70 percent of the problem um but then of course things are always evolving and right. the system to keep up with it and it's not a bulletproof system anyway so yeah, that's typically the the two main, um, or or the third one. People just <laughs> people just aren't um, tracking this stuff. Um, yeah, I, and, you know, and
0: I'm sure, I'm, and I'm assuming one of two things. I'm just taking a guess here. Either you're overcharging your customers, or undercharging your customers. In a lot of cases, right?
1: Yeah. And yeah.
0: undercharging would be the problem. Obviously, you're leaving money on the table.
1: Yeah, or not charging for something at all. Um, yeah. We literally were onboarding someone uh, last week. And during the onboarding, we start running data through through the platform and found out they weren't charging for something for four years. It just wow. didn't exist in their PSA. Yeah, so that's also another um, real risk for a lot of these guys.
0: Yeah, so I would say I would say that the payback would be pretty quick. You probably, I'm taking a guess at being in sales all these years. You probably run a demo, right? Do a test, te- te, you know, test data. And then show them that, hey, we can save you or make you X dollars. And guess what? We're not going to charge you as much.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we no, that's exactly right. Um, Our whole ethos here is we will find your ROI. We expect to find your ROI uh, within two months of using Cloud Olive. So we are capturing every piece of revenue down to the cent that you're not billing for. Um, Also, what you're overbilling your clients for. And we've done studies with our current clients on how much of an impact this has in terms of the time it takes them to do manual reconciliation every month. And we found we're generally time in a six to eight factor. um, Really? we're, We're saving them and speeding it up. Yeah. Pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, it can't, be, you know, it can't be fun looking at spreadsheets all day, but if you've got, if, I'm, you know, obviously this is automation, right? This is automating a process to save manual labor. So I would think just the ROI from just the labor you would save uh, would, would justify this, something going with uh, Cloud Olive. Now, I'm assuming there's competition out there. How many people are in your space? I mean, you don't have to name names, but is it a, is it a crowded area or is this a re- relatively new technology?
1: It's actually not a crowded area at all, um, which is the most impressive part about this whole thing, because it's such a massive problem and a headache for everyone. There's really two competitors that we regularly come up with, um, come up against. And yeah, it's, it's, we do things very different than that, how they do things. Um, so for the first 11 months of kind of Cloud Olive's inception, and we've been around for three years, um, Adam and our other co-founder, Enrico, who's like a wizard and, and builds all kinds of really, really cool stuff. They did manual reconciliation for the first 11 months uh, for a handful of clients that just wanted it done. And at the end, they would give them a report and said, hey, these are all the things you need to go fix inside your PSA. Wow. And that's really the core of why Cloud Olive is such a unique and um, flexible platform, because for that first year, before they ever even built technology, they were researching the problem. It's such a dangerously complex situation to be in. And they've seen all these different nuanced billing situations and the need for this and the need for that. And they also learned the limitations of Excel and where technology just needs to take over. Um, So that's how we were actually just, that's the foundation that we have, um, which is really unique and and also is why why Cloud Olive is such a a flexible um, platform.
0: Now, where are you guys based out of?
1: We're headquartered in Sydney, Australia. Um, okay. That's where, yeah, that's where everyone is. Um, and then, of course, I'm here in uh, Copenhagen.
0: Now, I'm assuming you have representation in the States. What's your sales organization look like there? You're looking at it. <laughs> really?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's me. Um, so I work uh, I work MIA, and I also work North America as well. So it's... Um, you know, at the worst case, Texas is seven hours behind, and California is um, nine hours behind. Nine so hours. it's it's not that bad, and yeah. And at some point, Australia takes over, and we have a really nice cutoff where it's my evening and their morning. So it actually works with where we're located in the world.
0: Wow, yeah. That uh, so I would I was just in Europe, and in in when I was in Ireland and Scotland, it was a six hour difference, and then Italy was seven. And I was mm-hmm. trying to get on calls and do things, do a little bit of work because I was gone for three weeks, and I felt like I couldn't just leave for three weeks. And it was kind of awkward because the times when we were out was when you guys, when you guys, people in the states were getting up and starting to work. So it was like three, four in the afternoon, and and I, I've got to get on calls. And of course, at that point, I already had two or three pints of Guinness in me, or a <laughs> couple of glasses of wine when I was in Italy. So it was a little bit, little bit goofy. But I guess if you live there, it's you're sitting at your desk.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and right now it's 7 almost 7:30 in the evening and luckily in Scandinavia it's summer year round and the sun never goes down so that helps but um you know you just get used to it. It's and I I'm actually a really big night person so I don't mind to do the late meetings um I actually prefer yeah. that. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, not me. I'm, I'm 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 I go to bed early and I get up early. <laughs> you know? i wish i could be that way <laughs> uh you will as you get older so well get yeah. getting back to uh getting back to uh cloud olive or really generically the 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 uh the industry in itself i mean where do you see this going uh, you know where do you, what's a development i mean what other additions do you think you can make to just you know doing the billing what other aspects of it do you think will be added down the road here
1: i think that is an awesome question something i was just talking about today um so we've just released two uh, free tools and we're expanding on those so we didn't just release them throw them out there and then forget about like we invest in these tools because one of them is a freemium product. it's a freemium version of cloud olive and it basically is as good as pulling a report from connectwise or autotask psa it shows answers to questions across like how much Am I making across my security stack? How many units are out there? Um, and it's basically just allowing filtering between your clients and what services and contracts they have, showing you profitability unit counts. So that's one, um, which is a little bit of a sidestep from the billing Right. The other one, which Verana, we just released the wait list. Um, it will be coming out very, very soon. It's called NC Easy, which is um pretty clever name, whoever came up with that. And, uh, and it's basically tracking the seven day. So every year an MSP has seven days of a window to make changes to a client's um, NCE usage and license count. And okay. typically what happens is different clients have different renewal windows. So it's very, as you can imagine, across tons of clients, it's very difficult to track. Um, so this this other tool that we're coming out with very soon is going to help track those renewal windows. Um, and, you know, when I, when I started at Cloud Olive, which was... Back in end of March, um, I remember one of the first things Adam said to me is like, we just want to build really cool shit and it solves problems for people. Like, that's, yeah. that's awesome. And when I do, when I speak with people, like, these problems, I just, this light bulb goes off and it's like, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, that's- so that, that leads me to my next question. Obviously, you know, you're talking to people all the time. Out of, out of 100 customers, what would you say most of them are doing today? Just spreadsheets? Is that... Yeah. Yeah.
1: hundred percent spreadsheets. Yeah, and they probably have some type of like really cool formulas that they've built in because this is something they've been using for years. Um, yeah, some sort
0: is- of a home, some sort of a homegrown, you know, yep. tool. But still, it's a homegrown tool.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as impressive as their spreadsheet wizardry is, um, there is just actually a lot of limitations with Excel and pivot tables and and things like that. And there's still a lot of manual um, reconciliation that goes along with it. But yeah, most of them are using uh, spreadsheets or just not doing it at all. Um, I actually had a an old client from Autotask Days that I spoke with the other day. Love the guy to death. He's hilarious. And I was asking him these questions like, what are you What are you doing today? And how often are you checking that you're getting billed is profitable going to your clients? And he told me, um, God, it made me laugh. He told me, I've got money in the bank, so I'm just not checking. As long as I've got money in the bank, I'm fine. And I said, well, no, what's your good,
0: That's a good strategy.
1: <laughs> it actually made me laugh because it's, it's such a him thing to say, but at the same time, I'm like, no, yeah. don't do that, you know? Um, but, yeah, that's, uh, that was his answer. And that's also a lot of other people's yeah. answers.
0: Well, if you know anything about human nature... We do things for two reasons. We gravitate towards pleasure and, and gravitate away from pain. So if yeah. something's painful, you tend to not... Think about when you get up in the morning and you have tasks to do, cleaning your house, whatever it might be. The painful ones you don't get to. Like the easy ones you knock out. Well, you should do it the opposite, I think. You should do the painful ones first and then the easy ones after that. But uh, yeah, I think a lot of people don't do anything because it it, it's painful.
1: Yeah. To make
0: Anytime you make changes, it's painful
1: yeah a hundred percent and you know like that's that's something we recommend because if you think about these msps in general like when they sign on a new client they run an audit see what they have technology estate and they slowly start rolling out their services their products they don't just do it in one go and that's that's the same thing that we also recommend when you're making changes to your billing component um when you're implementing cloud olive like it's Whatever it is, these changes have to be slow and over time. Sure, um, you don't have to just shove it all.
0: Yeah, all dip the your to, what- dip your toe in the water and do it gradually, yeah. safely.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: You know, Megan, as, as you're working with your customers, I mean, what are some of the things that you see right out of the bat that indicates that okay, these guys need help?
1: Yeah. So I think when someone tells me that they're spending couple days, three hours to three days on billing reconciliation a month, or they say yeah. they're not doing it, they maybe spot check it every six months. That's a big red flag that signals this is a painful thing, like you alluded to earlier, that they're just yeah. avoiding taking a very long time to do. Um, that's a massive pain. Um, also, if, if there's no way a lot of MSPs are using integrations between Autotask or ConnectWise and the vendor, and I'll always ask the question like how do you validate that that data and that integration is doing what it should be and everything's correct and if they don't have a way to validate that it's also another um another bump in the road um and then also too like if there's no if, if you don't feel a hundred percent confident that your invoices are 100 percent accurate and a lot of people don't they have they feel like it's okay um right that's also a a, a big red flag as well
0: so if so the old adages and we, we no matter what you sell right, we have customers too, and um, sometimes they just do nothing right They go what we have is good enough. I mean, what are the what are the, what do you see happening if an MSP does nothing, what do you see happening to that MSP?
1: Yeah I see their margins compression compressing and getting smaller and shrinking. Um, vendor prices are going to rise, especially in this kind of economy state, um, cost of everything rising, prices are going to rise. You're going to miss those. You're going to stop seeing if you're profitable on a client contract on a specific service. Maybe you're losing a ton of money on a service. Maybe you should reconsider your prices or to not offer it anymore on the a different way. And then ultimately. it's almost like everyone I speak to gets in a business with the intent of selling the company down the road or getting investors in or buying other MCs. And the reality of the situation is it's, it's really hard to get people interested in investing in your business. If you are unable to answer with certainty specific questions about profitability and margins and tracking this stuff and, um, year on year growth, um, it's really, really difficult.
0: Yeah, and if you can't get a handle on the numbers, I, I would think you, you may have trouble down the road being competitive. Yeah, right. Because exactly. you're not the only MSP out there, right? There's other MSPs, and if you can't if you can't uh, track profitability, that's a problem.
1: Huge problem. Yeah, and and the other thing too is you know if you end up consistently overbilling a client, then you get into this rut and this difficult conversation with them. Nobody wants to have. Um, and sometimes people catch it six months down the road and have to credit their clients six months' worth of, of bills, wow. and that's a hard situation for anyone to be in. Um, yeah. And you well, face the client. And bill. the
0: opposite, and the opposite is the problem too. Is, is if you undercharge your customers, customers don't like when you come to them in six months and say, "Guess what? You know, you owe us twenty grand, the thirty, whatever the yeah. number is." It, that doesn't usually yeah. go over too well.
1: Or they get a seventeen percent price increase because. Yeah. Yeah to see that your contract isn't really profitable yeah it's it's yeah. a tough position to be in
0: well Megan if um, if someone wanted to get in touch with you obviously uh, if someone that's in the MSP space and and they you know they hear this conversation if they wanted to get in touch with you how would they do that
1: um more than welcome to um, email me, it's megan at cloudolive.com. You can also, if you're in APAC region, you can also email adam at cloudolive.com. Um, you can also, I just kicked something off of my chair, so I will stop that. Should I answer the question over?
0: Sure, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh how do, yeah so megan if if someone wanted to get in touch with you how would how would they do that uh, obviously an msp that needs help sees this it resonates with them what, what would be their next step
1: yeah um you can message me on linkedin uh megan dean uh you can also email me megan at cloudolive.com um if you're in the apac region you can message adam adam at cloudolive.com um yeah and just feel free to reach out it's um it's an easygoing conversation we just want to understand what you're doing how you're doing things today the main challenge is maybe cloud olive is a really good fit for your situation um hopefully um and we can help with some 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 issues that you guys are having um yeah so anyone's welcome to to reach out
0: awesome well any any last words for your uh your fans out there <laughs>
1: Well, if you've made it this far, thank you guys for uh, watching and listening. <laughs> um, no, but um, yeah, it's, it's been uh, really nice to speak with you, Paul. And yeah, a big fan of the podcast. I've seen a couple of episodes, so I really appreciate you having me on. And um, yeah, thank you for your time.
0: Well, thank you. I appreciate you coming on. I know this is nighttime for you. It's, I think it's noontime here, so it's night, early evening, I should say, for you. But you said you're a night owl, so not a, not a problem. Yeah, totally fine. <laughs> cool. Well, well, we'll end on that note. I think we, we, we had some good coverage on, uh, on the problem and how to solve it. So that was, uh, I think it was good stuff. And um, that's a wrap for uh, Business Brains in the Bottom Line. Until next time.